Welcome back to the Maroon Weekly. It is episode 31 of Fourth Week. As always, I'm Isaac. I'm Ron. I'm Quinn. And I'm Julia. We've got a lot of great stories for you guys today, so let's just jump right into it. Quinn, why don't you tell us about the new Jewel Osco opening up? Yeah, so there's going to be a new grocery store coming to Woodlawn and the High Park area. There's going to be a Jewel Osco opening on 61st Street in Cottage Grove, March 7th. Residents have been waiting for this store for almost two years, and finally it'll be opening and providing groceries to Woodlawn, which is currently considered a food desert. That's not the only business opening up in the Woodlawn High Park area. Ron, why don't you tell us about the other one? Well, Kimbar Coin Laundry, which was formerly located on 53rd Street, closed to move to a new location on 7118 South Yates Boulevard. Um, owner Daryl Crawford says that the business will reopen primarily as a dry cleaning service, and he says that money was the biggest motivator in his decision to um, close and reopen in a new location, saying that his laundromat, along with a lot of other small businesses, are being priced out of the Hyde Park neighborhood. So, Julia, tell us what's going on with the lab school right now. Well, a recently fired lab school teacher has claimed he was dismissed as a result of anti-gay discrimination by the school. Two weeks before Daniel Bobo Jones was fired in early January, he filed a complaint with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission in which he claimed the principal insinuated his texts with a male student were sexual in nature. Administrators, however, claimed that Bobo Jones was terminated for falsifying a grade on an assignment and violating FERPA by asking a student to remind his classmate to turn in said assignment. Has anyone responded to Bobo Jones's claims? Well, the Faculty Association, which is the union representing lab school faculty, claimed that administration actually retaliated against Bobo Jones for a separate incident in which he criticized lab school's director, Charles Abelman. Faculty have defended Bobo Jones, saying that the termination was too extreme a punishment for the actions he committed. What do the students think about this story? Students have actually expressed some anger over Bobo Jones's firing, and many have hung up posters around the school and spread an online petition to reinstate their beloved biology teacher. Next up, Isaac, why don't you get into your story about a uh, new frat on campus? Right, so through their Twitter handle, at UChicagoPikes, Pi Kappa Alpha, also known as Pike, representatives recently announced that the University of Chicago students, in partnership with the National Pi Kappa Alpha organization, have created a University of Chicago Pike chapter. Has Pike ever been on campus before with the chapter? Yeah, the fraternity first opened a chapter on campus in the early 90s, which closed due to low membership. Pike's new presence on campus is consistent with a general trend of growing fraternity presence on campus following the recent return of Phi Delta Theta, Phi Delta. According to Austin Kai Rummel, the vice president of UChicago's Pike chapter, Pike was originally dreamt up by a group of football players and students who wanted to create a fraternity that was slightly different than the current ones. Rommel went on to say that we are fully committed to fostering a more respectful, inclusive, and classy environment. So the founders of Pike said that they want to foster a different environment than other frats on campus. Did they get into specifics about what their vision was in that regard? Yeah, so current members will receive training by the National Pi Kappa Alpha organization prior to further recruiting. According to the National Pike website, all members are required to complete Greek Life EDU, an online program similar to Alcohol EDU, which includes modules on alcohol use, hazing, and sexual assault. The fraternity has a zero-tolerance policy regarding sexual assault and sexual harassment and will expel any member who has been reasonably proven to be involved with such behavior. The Pike chapter is also a non-hazing fraternity and will not participate in any actions that could potentially endanger its members or the peripheral community. 
Isaac, you're also covering a recent story about a woman firing a gun on 56th Street. Can you get into that? Sure. There aren't too many details, but around 6.20 p.m. on Saturday the 19th, a man unsuccessfully attempted to rob a woman in the 1400 block of East 56th Street near South Dorchester Avenue, according to a CBS Chicago News report. It is unclear if the man was armed. The woman pulled out a firearm and discharged it multiple times at her attacker in retaliation. It is unknown if the male suspect sustained any injuries before fleeing the scene in a dark-colored SUV. The Chicago Police Department says the woman had a valid concealed carry license, so nobody has been taken into custody. Before we go, the Maroon has an exciting announcement. Next week, they will be reducing their print issues to once per week on Wednesday as a result of increased digital readership. According to the Editors-in-Chief, the change to weekly printing will help ensure that the Maroon continues to thrive in the digital information era as we strive to hold the administration and campus institutions accountable. And that's all we have for you today. Thank you to Ben Kent and the entire Logan Cage staff for the audio recording equipment. Music is provided by Andrew Dietz, Aaron Senden, and Kenny Talbot LaVega. As always, I'm Isaac. I'm Quinn. And I'm Julia. And we will see you next week on the 32nd episode of The Weekly.